Good morning and welcome to the Morning Coffee Podcast Show. Hope you're having a great Saturday, a great morning, a good cup of coffee, nice weather, and a happy Easter. And uh, it's super beautiful here again, like yesterday. So uh, sunny. It's kind of warming while we still have a bit of kind of fresh, crisp air. And we have our first coffee. And then today we want to talk a little bit more about uh, the symbolism of the numbers of the Hebrew alphabet. And a little bit of updates at the end as well on other projects. But we had, uh, from yesterday, we talked about the first five numbers. So just quickly then, the one and also the letter Aleph is unity. Number two, Beith like Aleph, Beit, alphabet, is division and uh, duality and a double witness. Number three is Gimel, which is a camel to be lifted up, which is also divine fullness, perfection, but also pride. So it has two, two sides to it. And it's also then the unity of the many. And four is the earth. And then five is the grace and the favor. And uh, He is also then um, a window. So we're going to continue with uh, the few more numbers now. So number six is interesting because six vav is a nail or a peg in Hebrew. And it's very often used as a connection between two things. And it's also then one of the most important uh, meanings is humans. So six is the number of humans. So... In the old biblical stories, this is then like like humans were created on the sixth day. And then you have like you labor for six days and then you have one day of rest on the seventh day. Uh, we have some other examples here. So this is more leaning on the biblical uh, stories again with um, how King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, he, he builds this giant gold statue as a sort of a human pride. And that statue is 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. Which doesn't look like a nice statue, but the numbers here are more symbolic for the hubris, the arrogance, the overconfidence of humans. So that is number 6. And there's also this, uh, a little bit on the side, but in the, this very famous kind of the ending of the New Biblical Stories, when you have this number of kind of... Uh, the final revelation of everything, which is six and six and six, which is humans. And then in Hebrew, if you repeat things three times, that's when you get to the superlative version. So if you say down, 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 that's kind of at the bottom. If you say uh, up, 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 that is at the top. So if you say six, 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 it means like this humanity at its extreme. So that is uh, embedded in this number six. And then uh, number seven is in many ways, a much more positive number again. Number seven is kind of the perfect number. It's for spiritual perfection. It's for completion. It also has a special kind of place in mathematics as a prime number. Uh, so the letter for seven is Zayin, and that is a weapon. So that's a kind of a weapon, a sword of the spirit. It's kind of also number seven. And then uh, it also then is like, like creation was made in seven days as well so that is seven and then after the perfect number then we get into like what is beyond which is both the divine number and it's also the number for new beginnings so chet is number eight the letter for eight uh, which means a fence 
uh, it also signifies an inner room and a heart. So that is number eight, the number of new beginnings. So um, we have then lots of examples here of kind of what start after. There's so many places where we have like the, the yeah, seven days or something, and then on the eighth day, something new starts, which is also how we are organizing our weeks. So that is number eight. It's also eternity in in mathematics. So uh, then we have number nine, teth, which is visitation. Teth is a snake. It also means to be surrounded. And uh, that is for, this This goes very heavily into theology again. So that is the visitation. Uh, so this is, uh, we have a long list of examples here of how number nine is, is how, uh, for the visitation is also used for the nine beatitudes of the Sermon of the Mount, like the nine phrases of blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the gentle, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and um, well, maybe you can take them. Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the divine. That's a really nice one. And uh, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who have been persecuted, and uh, blessed are, uh, are you when people cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. So also it says here, uh, yes, that Abraham is 99 years old uh, at the at the one of the visitations from the divine. So, and now we're going to finish this one with number 10. Then we've been through all the first 10 numbers. So 10 is the complete number. So seven is a perfect number. 10 is the complete number. It Because it contains all the other numbers. And it's also then... The, the letter is Yod, which is the first, like, Jerusalem is like Yerushalayim, Yeh, so, and then Yoshua and Yeh is the divine letter also, it's the smallest one, it's a tiny little kind of apostrophe almost, and that is number 10, and it stands for divine order and law, this is why in part we have 10, like the biblical stories with Moses is like 10, so Yod is also a closed hand, and it also means like the workings. So it's a number of the law that brings divine order. And uh, it's also then, uh, again, like the deed and the works. So we're going to see how important this one is when we have the next numbers from, from 11 to 19 and 20, because then the yod as a hand, as a working, is kind of connected to another symbol, which then shows like the effects of something. Uh, but in general, in itself, it means divine order and law. So that's uh, the first 10 numbers. And we are just going to quickly uh, summarize with what the, the symbols in themselves mean. We now see them as numbers, but also then as letters. So like the first one, Aleph, is an, uh, an ox or a bull, which means strength and primacy and leader. Beit is a tent or a house with kind of a family and a household. Gimel was a camel that it, it lifts you up and is of what? Pride. Dalit is a door, an opening, and pathway, entry to something. Hey is window to um, uh, to reveal inspiration, what comes from something. And then the one we have today, Vav is a nail or a hook to fasten things together, to join them together. Zayin is a weapon and it cuts off things. Chet uh, is a fence or a closure, an inner room, heart, and private space. And then Teth is a snake, the serpent, which is also surrounding. 
And then number nine is the yod, the hand that is closed, the deeds, works, and to make something. So that's a very quick summary of both kind of the first 10 letters and numbers, which is like the same uh, in the Hebrew alphabet. So uh, that was the number part of this little morning podcast. And then for the other projects, we are working still on, we're reading through, so now we're shifting gears here, but we're reading uh, this natural history, natural science book, which is very interesting. And uh, it goes through, it gives a, a brilliant overview of the history of life and the kind of the first cells uh, in part, but then especially this Cambrian explosion about 500 million years ago when you had all these different uh, trilobites and all these fossils that we're finding that are so diverse, so many variations of the body plants. And then there's this big mystery of uh, that there are seems to be uh, missing <laughs> the, the, the intermediate, intermediate steps between just very simple cell life and all these, these much more sophisticated life forms. And, uh, and that's something that is a huge debate. And then it's kind of where are those uh, fossils? Uh, did these intermediary forms just disappear very quickly? Or, yeah. So it's, it, the book is going through in very detail, great detail, but it's also interesting. So uh, that is fun. And then for the Dante stuff, we're going to make an episode probably today or tomorrow about uh, one special canto, which is canto 15 from the Purgatory. It's called the Canto of Light, kind of the Song of Light. So this is when there are two terraces up in the Purgatory and they kind of before they get to the third one. But it's it's some of the cantos are really special blended beautiful artworks in themselves and then that is the is the song the canto the poem where they see one of the angels kind of mixed with with the sun is kind of almost starting to set but then there comes as the transition there comes like a stronger light and then it's it talks about some of the 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 like the nature the features the the consequences of this light both metaphorically in the spiritual sense and also kind of how like the effects it has on the story and on the pilgrim and on the journey itself. So um, that's going to be uh, probably later today, Canto 15 in the Purgatory. And with that, it's about 10 minutes. Uh, hope some of this was interesting, some food for thought. Hope you're having a great Easter, a peaceful Saturday. And um, maybe contemplate, reflect a little bit on this renewal uh, topic of the Easter. It's a, it's a great time or kind of this instant or moment in the year that we can just kind of step back think a little bit try to sort the thoughts and and um, take the best things and start to kind of <laughs> build a new year or kind of uh, or find a little path for starting a great new year and uh, focus on the positive things and and uh, be positive and optimistic about what we can do especially in our own lives so with that hope you're having a great cup of coffee and uh enjoying the day still and with that thank you so much for listening and see you again in the next episode